Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth, episode 42. My name is Bryce Kuhn. we got Ralph Leary. Ralph, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing today, Bryce? Doing well, man. Doing well. It's a Friday afternoon. I'll tell you, it's the first full week of February, Ralph, and that means football season's over. We officially wrapped up football, except for the XFL. Yeah. That starts, what, tomorrow, I think you were tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Tomorrow at 2 o'clock. But NFL, college is all wrapped up, and so that means that we have, what, about two weeks worth of, you know, Free-time Free basketball, time basketball, basketball, college hoops, until baseball season. Baseball. Right. How excited. This is a baseball-themed episode, but how excited are you for baseball season? Oh, I'm excited. I'm ready to see uh, the Atlanta Braves come out and, you know, just start off hot this year and hopefully just stay hot all season and, you know, get us back to the playoffs. Really well, listen, I mean, the Braves fans and, and <laughs> Braves, just a nightmare end of the season. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, very successful season these past two years. You feel like they're just building something. But we've talked about this with some friends, and you feel like they're building something that is well beyond this next year. They're looking to the future big time. Those contracts that they signed with Acuna and Albies, those are, what, 10, eight-year deals that they signed with those two guys. So it's exciting. But, man, this has been one of the most busiest off-seasons in a while, especially as of late Mm -hmm. with a lot of news breaking. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk some trades. Uh, We're going to talk some of the biggest off-season moves and and why they are key in what's going to happen in 2020 and beyond. And we're also going to talk with Trey Harris. He's an outfielder for the uh, Atlanta Braves. He's in the minor league system right now. And a guy, Ralph, who I talked to him two years ago, and um, he was a guy who just got drafted out of Missouri, was an SEC freshman of the year, which, you know, SEC baseball, that's a very good conference. It's getting better. Yeah, a very good conference of, of, of baseball, so for him to earn those honors, but he's one of those four-year players that kind of went unnoticed. But, man, last year had a big oh, year. huge year. Big year. Went from Rome to Florida, the Fire Frogs, <laughs> up to Mississippi. And so, man, he is uh, he's ranked now in the Brave system. He's he got making a, an impact. He's making an impact. He'll, be, he'll, sure. be, the, he'll be the big league soon enough. And we'll be excited to see him there. Ralph, last episode last week I talked about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk a little bit about it before we bring Trey on here in about eight minutes. What was your biggest takeaway from the Chiefs' victory? Um, I mean, we saw, we saw Pat Mahomes just do what he can do best. I mean, win games, make big plays. He had 300, almost 350 yards total offense. I mean, that's what he does best. I mean, he threw the ball very well. He ran it when he needed to. And he did throw a few picks early on, which kind of you know slowed them down where they couldn't score early on, but came back and, you know, look what happened. They won. And you talk about the defensive effort too. For oh the yeah, Chiefs. I mean, oh, this is a game that where forty nine the forty nine ers fans and really NFL fan fans thought this forty nine ers defense is going to get the Chiefs in trouble, and they did in that first half. But when the second half adjustments, but I got to ask you this: as a Falcons fan, you and I both were yeah. part of two years ago, I think three years, three years ago, ago now, uh, the Kyle Shanahan collapse. Uh-huh. Is it just something having Kyle Shanahan a part of the team where he – I just think well, – what's going on? I just honestly think he goes out there and, you know, he controls the game where he wants to and then he just thinks he can just kind of play it out and run the clock now when you're trying to run the clock now against teams who have fast-paced offense. You can't do that. You've got to just put it up, put points on the board and win the game, win it out. And I think that messed him up. I, I think it did too. You take a look at how it messed him up and really uh, – you saw they were playing more cautious. And you and I have talked about that. Teams kind of take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. Uh, at the college level, we see that all the time. With teams, you let a team back in the game. And that's a team, like you said, this is the Super Bowl. 
Are you, you can, you're not you playing, no offense, the Dolphins. No, you're not. <laughs> you're, you're playing one of the best. You're playing last year's season's MVP, and if it wasn't for a guy named Lamar Jackson, Mahomes might have won the MVP again. I agree. And I so, agree. And so I think that's something you look at. You see just how dominant he was. But, man, it was a good game. It and really it was, was nice to see the Patriots. They weren't in it. No, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, recently, Tom Brady said, uh, he goes, I will be back in the Super Bowl, just not in, the, uh, in a sports, sports coat. So it was nice seeing him in a sports coat, though. Oh, yeah. it's. What, what, I think we were looking and we were watching the game, and we saw something where it was saying, over the past 15 Super Bowls, it's been a mix of either Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, Joe Flacco, or Brady. Or Eli. Or Eli. Exactly. And, and, and then you get something else, and, and you just look at the AFC side, it's kind of nice to see someone else win it. And Andy Reid. I mean, we were talking oh, about a great fun, coach, a good quarterback coach. He mm-hmm. finally gets a championship. He, he deserved it. Uh, he has a great team around him. They got they got cut short last year on a very terrible call, I'm going to say now. Yeah, it's bad. It's been a year we can say it's bad. But call. see, okay. it's all every, all's vindicated. All oh, yeah. is all is good. Oh, yeah, they won it. I mean, they, they, I mean, last year's Super Bowl was, let's be honest, very awful Super Bowl, boring to watch. This one year, fun, it was exciting, great halftime show. So. <laughs> halftime show was interesting, definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. interesting. But you talked about um, last year's Super Bowl, a little bit disappointing. Two years ago, the Eagles and no, Patriots, that was, that was a phenomenal. That was fun. And then three years ago, it never happened. <laughs> just, talk, that one just is blank. No, yeah, three it's years ago, happened. it never happened. We want to thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we're not done. No, we're, we're not, not done. Not, at, done at, not at, all. at all. But if you're watching on Facebook, we want to give you a quick shout out. Thank you if you're watching or listening on SoundCloud or, or iTunes as well. We appreciate it. Uh, Ralph, real quick, where can they follow you on Twitter? Oh, they can follow me uh, at Ralph Leary on Twitter and uh, at Wreck It Ralph Three on Instagram. Oh, okay, Wreck It Ralph Three. <laughs> oh yeah. What if we can put two and two together? It makes sense why you got oh, that. Yeah. Why you got that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we're gonna be talking baseball. It's a baseball themed episode, but I thought it was appropriate for us to just take a quick look the at the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's the Super Bowl, and then real quick for you, we got about five minutes left. Where we're gonna get on with Trey. What? What's your, what's your opinion of the XFL? Well, how is this different than the AAF? Oh, it's I mean, it's a big difference. So the AAF was more like the NFL with rules and players coming in from that were just you know left out of NFL camps. So the XFL they have different uh, game plans. So there's different there's a different kickoff. There's um, there's no field goals mm-hmm. or there's field goals, but you can, there's no extra points anymore. It's now you got to go for it with offensive play. So it's like one, two, and three points you can get go for. It. So I believe that it's going to bring a lot of excitement. Games. And there won't be blowouts. There'll probably be a lot of teams that make it close games and last-minute games, and overtime be kind of it's a shootout. Is what it's called in overtime. So it'd be fun to watch. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. And you talk about the broadcasting rights. These games are gonna be on ESPN. Oh yeah. I mean, this is and this is no offense to the AF. Last no. year, they put a ton of money into marketing and everything, and they got I think a CBS Sports, not even the and CBS, the NFL, uh, and NFL Network. Network. And but you look now. Anything that's on ESPN, you got to feel like has yeah. a little bit of credibility. ABC, a- yeah, they got some games on ABC, but yeah, it's going to be a Fox fun weekend. Too, actually. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting, and I oh, think yeah. it's going it, to, like you said, they're they're shortening the distance between the kickoff teams, oh, yeah. trying to eliminate injuries, but also create a more exciting brand of football. Mm-hmm. Which football games are really long oh, yeah, <laughs> in its some, own right. Some can be just boring too. Honestly, if it's, just, if it's a seven to three game, you don't want to you don't want to watch that. You want to watch high scoring, you know, big game moments. Uh, yeah, you want to watch high-scoring, big-game moments. It's going to be uh, a different brand. And But the only thing you got to see is it lasts more than one year. The XFL yeah. last time, it was unable to really do that. <laughs> it had a lot of trouble. But I really believe from the way they've gone around this, Vince McMahon, obviously, with his 
business WWE, WWE style, football. style football and just I mean this is going to be something I feel like it's going to stick around I think it will too I think there's a lot of people who don't get a chance to play in the NFL a chance to play so. and there's some good players oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, let's don't discredit there's some Landry really good Jones players is the, uh, is the face of the XFL apparently and, you know quarterback from Oklahoma and Aaron Murray's in there he played at Georgia Cardell Jones Cardell from Ohio Jones. State yeah and then um Jordan Tiamo from uh, Ole Miss. Yeah, Jordan Tiamo. And, and listen, you could go give your guy a shout out. Oh yeah, Brandon Silvers from Troy University. Yeah. He'll be a uh, starting quarterback for the Seattle uh, Dragons. Dragons tomorrow at two o'clock. So you're gonna be watching, right? Oh yeah, you're two o'clock. It's going to be really good. we got an action-packed episode. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. We're going to talk to Trey Harris, and then Ralph's going to come back, and we're going to talk about some of the big impact moves. Spring training, what, five days away? Pitchers and catchers report. It's going to be great. And then uh, we'll talk about that cheating scandal that happened about a month ago. It's going to be really interesting. (laughs) But we want to thank you for watching. Stay tuned. Trey Harris is coming right up. All right, everyone. We're back here after commercial. We got Trey Harris with here with us here. Trey, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. Listen, you got about what? About a week before you are going to head down to Florida. Are you excited? 2020's here. The winter's over. Are you ready to get back at it? Uh, yes, I'm really excited. Um, I leave I leave on Tuesday from here, so actually a couple of days. Um, really excited and just uh, excited to have the opportunity. I've been uh, got one or two live at bats, and I just kind of got the now Trey I was looking back at our interview we did about a year and a half ago man and you were in Rome and uh, man you, you you and I talked about it you were one of those you know those uh, low round draft picks that uh, was you know you were trying to, to live that dream out man and this past year has just been a whirlwind for you talk about the past year for you the advancing the three levels you being named minor league player of the year man what has this meant to you? Is this something that you knew you were capable of all, all the whole time? Oh, definitely. Um, I think a lot of coaches that have paid me the biggest compliment have said that they're not surprised. And I think that means a lot. You know, everyone, once I get in that environment where it's time to compete, I'm a totally different guy. So it's been real cool to you know, sit back and kind of enjoy this moment. But uh, honestly, I just feel like there's still more to do. So I'm really excited. It's, it was a crazy year. Um, but to me, you know, my league player of the year is just another, it's an award. And if I don't make it, I look like the biggest goofball who won the award and, and didn't finish the job. So I think it's been, you know, a great blessing. It's been a lot of fun, and now it's time to go. But uh, I would say uh, the entire time, I was the entire time, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend, and 
I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, I don't even know what's going on. It doesn't seem like this is me sometimes. I definitely surprised myself in some aspects, and then the other aspects, it was it was almost understood. Um, I knew I needed to get a job done, and honestly, if you just compete for your teammates, it makes it a lot easier. You talked about competing with your teammates, man. You were able to rise through the ranks pretty quickly, a feat that uh, not a lot of people were able to see. You go from Rome, you go down to Kissimmee in Florida, and then go to Mississippi, where for about a two-to-week, two-to-three-week period, you're sitting in the outfield with two of the top uh, prospects in all of baseball, and uh, Drew Waters, Christian Pache, man. Tell me, what was that like? These guys that you've read all about in the all about in this story, you see all over Twitter, all these this Braves Twitter being really hyped over. What was it like to play with those guys and uh, really, man, just get to see them up close and personal in that way? Uh, it was it was a learning experience. <laughs> um, I'll be lying if I said I didn't measure myself up. I wanted to see what I did that they they could do and what I did that they can't do. I mean, I think we're all three different players, honestly. And if I can just take a little bit here and there. That I know I would be where I was supposed to be. But honestly, yeah, I was measuring up to those guys. I wanted to see what I could do in that level uh, compared to what they did. Um, I just wanted to, you know, compete. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to um, worry about, you know, who's ahead of me. But I am, I'm, I'm aware. Um, I'm aware and I know I have to outperform those guys, to be honest with you. So, honestly, it was a great opportunity to compete and learn. I got to see them firsthand, see what the hype was about. I'm cool, they do this, they do that. Let me go work on my game so I can make sure I'm as close to them as as possible, if not better. And you talked about competing, man. You're going to head into spring here with uh, a little bit different, you know, behind you. You talked about last year. Honestly, not a ton of people uh, outside of, you know, Braves country per se really knew who you were. Now you have a little bit of name for yourself. You've seen yourself. And I know you talked about being humble, man, but uh, what's the goal for 2020, man? I mean, I know you want to continue to build on that. You said you want to uh, continue to prove what you earned last year. Uh, what's the goal for 2020, man? Uh, the goal is to honestly put, them, uh, put a lot of pressure on the front office to hopefully give me a debut. I don't know when that time will come, but I at least want to be able to be thought about. I think, um, honestly, I just want to put pressure on them and make moves. Uh, control what I can, and all I can control is how I play on the field, and hopefully the opportunity comes. I have, you know, big, hefty goals, number of flies, and uh, that's the way I, I want to reach. I want to reach for the top and see what happens if I miss. You talked about if you miss, man, you were in some good company this past year, like you talked about with those awards. You're in an organization that for the past three to five years has had a top five uh, minor league system. Uh, talk about that competition from within. You talked about competing with one another, man. You were named this award, and that's you know that's no small feat, uh, minor league player of the year. To be in an organization that has a top-notch system, what does that award mean to you? Uh, it means a lot because I am competing. Um... For, for that time period, everyone thought that I was the best player in the minor league system that year, and that's what my goal is, is every time I step on the field, is to be the best player on the field. So, honestly, um, yeah, some of my closest friends are in this organization, and uh, they also be lying to if they didn't say they competed every day against their, their best friends. Uh, me and Justin Dean, I mean, that's my best friend in the organization, and every day we're talking about who got more hits, who made this play, who made that diving play, but after this guy, we're competing, so... Obviously, you know, I want everyone to ball out and have a better, good year, but I want to be better than them on their good years. You're definitely right, man. Spring training's about to kick up. You said that uh, you're going to be heading down on Tuesday to that brand-new facility down in Northport, man. Real quick, we're going to let you go, but tell us about – Disney's awesome, and I get that, but how nice is this new facility for Braves fans that really hadn't been able to see it? I think it gives you more access to us as players. Uh, it's all about baseball down there, so we know exactly why you're there. I don't have to stifle through uh, cheerleading competition. You're able to see baseball and all baseball. 
Um, there are some times we're trying to go to the weight room and we have to go through six cheerleading huddles, you know. And I think that's just, you know, we're trying to be professionals, trying to be elite. And it's just something to be excited about. You'll be more focused. We'll have better games, better be prepared better. We don't have to worry about any distractions, just all baseball. So um, that place is beautiful. It's honestly um, the Braves did an amazing job. Um, the place is amazing. Everyone who comes will love it. And uh, they'll talk about it to their friends, make, hopefully make a couple trips a year. All right, man. Well, sounds good. Listen, good luck. Safe travels down to Florida. We're going to try to catch up with you soon at some point. And, hey, man, I was telling you earlier and talking to you earlier, I'm going to be in Birmingham, so in Mississippi, if that's where you end up, comes to town, we'll definitely have to uh, connect and uh, see each other. Oh, yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. Definitely, man. You have a good one. All right, thank you. All right, that was Trey Harris, the Braves' top prospect. Uh, He's been ranked uh, for the past, I would say, about five months now after that big – um, season 2018, went down to the Arizona Fall League. Uh, great guy. We interviewed him about two years ago, and uh, just a really humble guy. Um, he's, a, he's a family guy, too, and so it really is an awesome story for a guy who's from Atlanta to be able to be drafted by his favorite team and to have that kind of success. But we are going to be right back. We're going to go to another commercial break, and uh, Ralph is going to come back in. We're here at Cook's Place. So I don't know if he went and got something to eat or went and got something to drink, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk all about the cheating scandal that happened with the Astros and much, much more. You're watching The Crowded Booth here live on Facebook. And we are back here. Ralph is back in the, the booth, per se. Ralph, you got to hear Trey's interview right there, man. He's he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. and, and you want to see guys like that succeed. And you were able to, just from my vantage point of me being in Rome for a little bit of time, and you started to see as a guy who really didn't know a lot about him to begin with, he kind of blew up as the season went on. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, beginning of the year last year in spring training, no one knew who he really was. And, you know, unless you were really close to the Braves organization and kept up with anything, you didn't know. And toward the end of the year, you kind of started seeing this guy's name pop up a lot, and you're like, oh, where's this kid coming from? And then you kind of see him play, you're like, wow, this kid's talented. He's got a lot of a lot of great uh, things he can do for a team in the future. And hopefully, you know, he talked about how, you know, he wants to make the front offense kind of pull him up. And, heck, I'd love to see that. I would love to see him in Gwinnett in, in the season. Oh, yeah, you see him Gwinnett in the season, and I like really what he said. And we're probably going to have to post that clip on, on social media. We talked about, I want to give the front office – no choice but to yeah, do something. And exactly. I think that's a really good out, outlook. And this is the thing, too. He talked about it. You got a guy in Christian Pache and Drew Waters, but you already got guys in, in the majors, Acuna, Acuna. Riley, who's – he's going to be back at third this year, but he's got outfield experience. No, we got Azuna out there in left field. Azuna in left field now. So, I mean, it's not like he's playing – no offense, 
for the Orioles, no. where, where every job's up or for grabs. I mean, he's really <laughs> he's really trying to make his mark, and I think that's a great outlook to have a mentality. And for him to you know be such a you know small name guy and then win the minor league player of the year, that's a huge award for him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a huge honor for him. I know, and he said it was. And, it shows how gritty he can be and how great he's going to be in the future, especially for the Braves. And you know, hopefully, he's to stay with the Braves and we get to see him play next for you know ten years and more. So, and a great, it'd be a great story too. Like I was saying, he's from Peachtree exactly. City, the Newton area. For him to come and be able to play for his hometown favorite team, that's going to be something cool as well. That was Trey Harris. He left off in Mississippi last year. We'll see where he goes this year. Um, probably Mississippi, if I had to guess, with Pasha yeah. and Waters holding spots in Gwinnett. And if one of those get called up, sometimes he may, may see a yeah. quick uh, shot up to Gwinnett. And you can tell you're talking about a guy who, with how the Braves, we're going to get more into this, but with how the Braves are kind of positioning themselves, if they do call one of those guys up mid-May, that's when he might get that call, depending exactly. on his performance. And so, um, man, that's, it, it's an awesome story. It's a really cool story. But, Ralph, let's go ahead and dive into a not-so-good story. Okay. It's been well-documented. <laughs> The Astros, the cheating scandal, and I'm going to pull this picture up for the viewers to look at, and you can look as well right here on the uh, iPad where we're working this. But you see right there the picture of Jose Altuve. This is after the home run off of Rodas Chapman, kind of the one picture, the one at bat that everyone points to. What's your first thoughts? That you know they they didn't want to pull the jersey off because it's coming out that he had a buzzer. Overall take. This has been something that's been on MLB Network, ESPN, Fox. Everyone's talked about this. Yeah. We're not going to try to, get to explain it anymore. No. You know what it is. Yeah. But your thoughts, do they need to be banned? Does the World Series need to be taken away? And You were just talking about A.J. Hinch's interview. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, they asked A.J. Hinch, was the World Series tainted? And the one thing he couldn't do was answer that question. <laughs> he kept beating around the bush for it. And, you know, and so to take it away, you know, okay, you take it away, but then you can't get the Dodgers because technically they still didn't win it that year, you know, and that's how I've always been the same way, that like you can't just get someone else a trophy for not winning a war, for coming in second place, doesn't matter if they cheated or not, they still didn't win, mm-hmm. so to take it away from the Astros is kind of just defeating the whole purpose, because now you have no one that, that World Series that year, and so I'd rather see them keep the trophy right now, yes, uh, a lot. I think a lot more should be, you know, brought down on top of them, and hopefully, maybe we'll see some, something soon, maybe, um, I don't know if they should be banned because if you ban a team, I don't know what that would really <laughs> look like in Major League Baseball. Well, and the thing is, is too, you know, Rob Manfred came out and said that they had gotten immunity because they came forward. Exactly. Now, Two I get too that. Late, but, I mean, exactly. I get that, but to me, there still should be some consequences. Exactly. And obviously, they lost some draft picks. But I'll ask you this, and this is something that was trending around on Twitter. And, uh, us being uh, following a lot of you know Braves oh, yeah. people, they were saying this. Really, the, for for what they did, the, the it was not that harsh. No, and really, so what's AJ to stop? Lost his job. What's it, but, well, what's to stop a team? Because everyone still knows that they won the World Series. Oh, yeah. What's to stop a team from really doing this again? Saying those consequences are not, are not harsh enough for us really to win a World Series. Yeah, if you win a World Series, you get those slightly harsh, not really harsh, you know, things brought down on you. It's it's a slap on the wrist, and then you move on. Now AJ Hinch loses his job, which is you know bad. I liked him, and then now I kind of feel I don't feel bad. It's a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I always liked AJ Hinch. I thought he was a great manager for the Astros, and now you know Dusty Baker comes in, and I think he'll be a great manager for him. And you know, hopefully, you know this whole thing just gets blows by, and then we forget about it, and you know we move on, and you know 
hopefully you don't see the Astros dominate the West again. I, I don't want to see that again. I'd rather see some competition this year. Yeah, I'd rather see some competition too. I think that the West is going to be interesting. We're going to get into that. Who in the West to look for and who in after these offseason moves, who to really look for. Maybe who's your team that really did well and got that A-plus grade yeah. in the offseason. But when we come back, we're going to have one more little commercial break. We're going to throw a graphic up on the screen. And, Ralph, we're going to come back and talk about which teams really did well in the offseason. And uh, maybe there's still some work to be done okay. by some teams. And the trade that broke this week, is it official yet? Well, we're going to go through all that. This is the Crowder Booth, and you're watching it live on Facebook. And we are back for our final segment here on Crowder Booth, episode 42. And it doesn't feel like it's been that many episodes. You've watched from afar, and I'm oh, glad yeah. you're able to come on. You, Ralph, Ralph was like, you, you got to have me on. And, uh, man, this is going well. Hopefully we can finish this out strong. Oh, yeah. I hope so, too. Man, we're going to bring some, uh, some big punches in here. We're going to bring some big punches. We're going to take a look at the biggest offseason moves. What does that exactly mean for the teams that made those moves? And does that kind of vault them into that maybe elite status? Mm -hmm. The first team I want to look at is – well, let's just – first off, you have to preface it with saying this Mookie Betts trade to the Dodgers, if it goes through, that is going to mean that the Dodgers have sent Jock Peterson to L.A. Let's talk about L.A. Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Dodgers sent to L.A. Dodgers yeah. sent them right across the street to the yeah. Angels, I should say, <laughs> up in Anaheim. What, what does this Angels team look like now? Because they signed the best free agent on the market. Agreed. Position player. Yeah. Rendon. And Anthony Rendon. They gave Mike Trout some protection. The only thing I think is you look at that rotation. Yeah, that rotation is gonna be hard to be hard to work with right now. And you know, they, if they if they just get one good guy in there, I think you could see a, a big improvement to that team. That 
But that outfield with Justin Upton, I believe, mm-hmm. Mike Trout, and now Jock Peterson, that's a thirty. That's almost ninety home runs right there coming out of your outfield. I mean, even maybe more than how Upton and Trout do. I mean, we all know Trout's one of the best players. I mean, you know, Trout is the best player in baseball. I still, I'll say this now. Mm-hmm. I think he will go down one of the best players of all time, if not the best. Player if not the best. I mean, he's with the Angels, which he hasn't got a chance to play in the World Series, but. The day we see him in the World Series, we will not be surprised him winning the World Series. He deserves one. Um, I think he'll get one one day. I think you know this year is a big year for them, especially with adding Rendon. That adds a lot of improvement to that batting lineup. And at third base, he's a great third baseman. He's a great third baseman. Defensively, he's really good. I mean, he's not maybe one of the top top third basemen. You have Arenado and Donaldson, who had a good year. We're going to talk about him as well, leaving Atlanta and heading to Minnesota. But I think this team for L.A., they, they have some potential. They signed Julio Tehran. Okay. But I'll say this. Julio Tehran is a good pitcher. He he's is. not great. He's not elite. He won't have to hit anymore. So he won't have to hit anymore. <laughs> well, he's not a bad hitter. Not uh, as bad as Mike Fultonovich was for the Atlanta Braves, but you look at that Angels team, what they did. Another team that made a move that I think we saw coming was maybe the Yankees going to get <laughs> Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole. I mean, <laughs> a huge deal. I huge mean. mega deal. Uh, they go get Garrett Cole. You see him smiling right there. We're going to throw the graphic up there or the picture of, of Cole and his signing being introduced by the Yankees. Listen, he did he did shave. Yeah, he did shave. He's clean shaven now. He's uh. What do you think about this move? I mean, it's not surprising. Yankees have all the money in the world, you know, and they're just adding more and more every single season. And you know, before long, we'll be seeing you know. Mike Chowton in the Yankee uniform, probably. <laughs> don't say that, Ralph. I don't, I don't, don't say, say that. I don't want to say it, but you know, the, the money they have, they're just they can throw it out big name pitchers, and you know, people are saying they might, have, they always went after Bumgarner too. And I'm just like, if they had gotten Garrett Cole and Bumgarner, I, I don't. Let's just, no, let's just, I'm good. 2020 is over. 2020 is over. And you talk about that offense when healthy is possibly the best offense. In oh, I mean, by far it is the best yeah. offense, I believe. You know, with. Aaron Judge, you know, you're adding Carlos Stanton. Stanton. If they stay stay healthy, you know, they were unhealthy all year last year. They were hurt majority of the year. That slowed them down. And once they got back in the lineup, you know, you saw the Yankees start firing off all cylinders and come right back to the race. And now you'll see them this year, you know, probably hold the ALEs down all year. Yeah, you talk about the AL East, the Red Sox trading Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. That makes the Dodgers – let's just say it goes through. Let's say – I know it came out of day that the Red Sox wanted a top prospect back after that failed physical from one of the players. Say it goes through. Mookie Betts comes to L.A. In reverse now, what does a team like the Braves have to do? We're going to talk in the next two weeks to Kevin McAuliffe, the Braves radio reporter, about – what is he thinking from hearing from inside the organization what they've been hearing all offseason? The Braves already got Marcelo Zuna, but to me, you almost it almost forces their hand to really go out and get someone because you lost a lot of production with Josh Donaldson. Now, Zuna's going to give you 30 home runs, probably. 25 to 30 home runs exactly. and a 260, 250 average. Yeah. But the Dodgers are unworldly with how yeah. good. And what do you, you think that they have to go get Chris Bryant, which really is the only available big bat, I would say, at this point. Well, you know, uh, I think Chris Bryant, after losing his arbitration with the Cubs, you know, I think it forces, you know, their hand either to trade him now or you're forcing two more years with him and then you're not going to sign him back anyway. So, you know, in the Cubs organization right now, they're trying to build around players. 
and they have been since the World Series. Uh, so you, you wanted to build around Chris Bryant, but now you can't. So I think the Braves should be shopping for Chris Bryant. Now, giving, and I know when they first announced that they were looking at Chris Bryant, I know someone said that or they're looking for Soroka as a pitcher. And I, I don't think the Braves are going to get their best pitcher right now. Um, but, yeah, it's like you said, Dodgers make a big move like that. It forces the Braves' hand. you got to make some big move right here, right now. Get someone in there who can make an impact instantly. And especially at third base where the Braves are kind of questionable on who they're going to throw out there. you got Riley, Camargo. Who aren't terrible options, no. but you just look at what you're competing against. Exactly. You know, you, and that's you, you what's got to compete against these teams. And when you get the playoffs, you know, you got you're facing. You know, you'll play them four game series, three game series, and then you won't play them the rest of the year. And then you go into the playoffs, and you're playing them in five game series where it's, you know, win or go home. And you need to win those games, and mm-hmm. not having that extra bat will hurt you. It will. I will. It agreed. Not having the extra bat has hurt the Braves before, oh, and I oh, think yeah. Braves <laughs> fans would say that it has hurt them before. But you look at those big moves, other moves that we're not going to go a ton in detail. Bumgarner goes to the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Kind of a weird move because they're not really a contender, per no, se. They'll, they'll make some, they'll make some, some, they'll make some moves in the year. Yeah. Arenado, who knows what's going to happen over there in Colorado. He may yeah. stay. We'll see what happens. Um, in the He's East, though, there. don't forget, I think the NL East to me is the toughest division. In I believe it. I mean, that's pitching probably. Yeah, because four of the five teams finished over 500 mm-hmm. or at 500 last year. The Marlins, they have a solid group of young pitchers, and they they're just, only going to get better. Yeah. That's the thing. Now, they have they a solid front office. Too. They do. They have a good front office, good leadership there. The Mets, really weird what's happening to them. There's the sale that try to go I through, did. whatever. That's a lot going on. <laughs> Lots going on financial-wise. Um, as we had just had a thing right there is uh, the Steve Cohen, who was trying to buy them, is now no longer. It just came out. So this, yeah. is, this is breaking news right breaking here. News. Breaking news. Breaking news. He's no longer allowed to bid up for another major league baseball team because that's how bad the negotiations were. It's awful. The Mets, are, the Mets are going to met. Yeah, they're going to met. They're going to met. The yeah. Phillies, they are only going to get bait better. Um, they signed Zach Wheeler. Forgot about that yeah, one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's And then let's not forget about the Nationals who won the World Series. And then they lose their best player. They lose Rendon, but they keep that Strasburg. They do. And I'm telling you, that one, two, three punch is unreal. Oh yeah, surgery is to me. He's the most elite pitcher in baseball. I, I I say this because he goes out there day and night, and he will just beat you senseless. Oh yeah. I mean, you watch him. You watch. I mean, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. The the getting pumped video. Yeah. If you watch him, if you can watch him play in the world, not, not the All Star game two years ago in, in DC, I believe, when it was him versus Trout, and the whole stadium was going nuts, and then you know he strikes Trout out, and then he just see the just fire in his eyes. The he, passion he that, has. He's just such a great pitcher. You love to see him succeed. You know. Black eye or not, he's a great pitcher. No, he is. He's a great, a great pitcher. The Nationals are going to be good once again. I still feel like the Braves are the favorites to win the division. They are. But as we figured out, it doesn't matter if you win the division no. because <laughs> you the Nationals can blow in the, the whole in way. Game five in Game Five, LCS. you can have your worst ever performance. Yeah. We're going to wrap this up real quick here because, man, we're approaching 35 minutes on this episode. It's been a good one, though. It really has. We're going to talk real quick, Ralph. I want to know your National League favorite to come to the World Series. This is way too early predictions. We're going to revisit it. Your AL favorite, and then maybe not they're going to win it, but who's your sleeper team in the AL and your sleeper team in the NL to kind of make some noise? Maybe they don't get in the conference – or not the conference championship, the the ALCS and the NLCS, but they really make some noise and they see a big improvement. Who? Let's go AL favorite. Okay, my AL favorite, I mean, it's not my favorite team. I mean, 
you just have to look at the facts. The Yankees are going to be unbeatable, honestly. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going to see a high number of wins, honestly. I I may even say they may break 100 wins way before anyone else gets close to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their pitching's unreal. Their hitting lineups just even better every year. They're so. almost like the Red Sox two years ago when they won the, the World Series mm-hmm. when they hit 100 wins in like July or yeah, August. Yeah, yeah, in like. August, you know, you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of wins by the Yankees this year, I think. And if they all stay healthy. Hey, you might as well give them the trophy now, mm-hmm. honestly. All right. My sleeper team? Favorite. Oh, NL, NL favorites. favorites. Good favorites. So then I'll go favorites we'll do sleepers. Okay, my, the Atlanta Braves. I mean, it's my thingy <laughs> for one. I just have a lot of I – mean, it's, 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 it's a long time coming. You know, we have, we've been seeing a lot of hurt the past few years. You know, the, 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 this up and down rides all season long where we, you know, start off slow and, you know, make a few changes in the lineup and then – they start getting hot again. And it's just, it's just Braves baseball where it's just you're just fun to watch. And then you get through the playoffs and then you just see a different team and you're just mm-hmm. you get hurt from it. So that that's my favorite team. I think they have a great shot with a great rotation and one of the I think I wanna say the best bullpen in the NL East. I wanna say it. That that bullpen, if you look at two thousand nineteen opening day bullpen to what the projected twenty twenty <laughs> completely different. Elite, I would say. Oh, yeah. Their pieces are there. The only way anything goes wrong is that those guys if those guys don't live up to the yeah. the front office has done everything they need to do. Yeah, he's done a great job this offseason. He has. I think he's gonna do a better job in coming years. So my AL favorite, I'm going with um, the Yankees too. The, the Yankees, to. they got an unreal team. The Rays are sneaky, really good. They are. They're going to finish second in the AL East. Easily. I think they will. Uh, you go over the NL, man, the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah I understand. I think that. at some point we're going to have to see a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. I it's think probably it's coming. coming this year, honestly. But, you know. <laughs> we'll we can, we, you can wish, you can think wishfully. You can I mean, let's be honest here. The Dodgers are going to dodger it. You know, they're going to get to the World <laughs> Series and they're going to lose it. <laughs> but uh, if someone's cheating, they might not. <laughs> If someone's cheating, they might. Well, I mean, look, you know, Yankees, we've been saying the Yankees have been cheating for a long time. All they just cheat is with money. So. It's, it's ridiculous. They're, they have both those teams will have that might be the that might be that World Series. That's that's the World Series this year. Yeah. That might be the biggest payroll <laughs> combined World Series ever. Oh, easily. it's got to be. It's got to be. Um, real quick, though, we're wrapping it up here. We got two minutes. Your AL. Just real quick, don't tell us anything about them. Your AL, no, you do your NL sleeper first. NL sleepers, Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati. You think they're going to be better this year? I think they will. Mm-hmm. Great lineup. Great lineup. Great lineup. They made some under the radar acquisitions. They get Nick Castellanos. That's a big one. Um, listen, they got a young core that's pretty good. Yeah. Nick Senzel, love. Still got a love great first baseman, Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Joey Votto is a, always a good hitter. Yeah, yeah. He walks a lot, doesn't strike out yeah. a lot. Uh, my NL sleeper, I think I'm going to have to go. With the Padres. The Padres, um, let's make sure I get this move right. The Padres signed, uh, or they traded for Tommy Pham, right. who's a good player. Right. They right. just need the pitching. Some of those young pitchers are going to come up. That's, I think the Padres, they may not win the West. They can battle for a wild card position, though, oh, late yeah. in the season. All right, I think we have the same AL sleeper. Yeah. I might be a little bit biased. Well, I mean, it's, your, it's your new job. you got to pull for It's my new the job. Chicago White Sox make some big offseason moves, adding – you know, we got Spani Grandal, they get some great pitching with Dallas Keuchel, and you're going to see a, a very different team for them this year, and it's going to be scary for the, for the Central. This team, White Second, we're looking at the lineup right here on uh, RotoChamp.com. Yoan Makata, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, Evan Encarnacion, who <laughs> destroys left-handed pitching, exactly. Eloy Jimenez, Namar Mazzara, who's a big power threat, Luis Robert, and uh, Lurie Gar- Garcia for that second base. Luis Robert is a guy to watch. He was like the number one to number two prospect in all of baseball. 
I would say for Braves fans watching this, because we would probably say we have a majority of Braves fans that watch the show, he's the White Sox version of Acuna. Yeah. So think about that happening <laughs> with the already good team they well, it's, have. It's not, it's, not, it's not comparing to Acuna. Acuna is one of the But the height. Oh, the yeah, height. Exactly, That's what they think exactly. he's going to be like. Uh, then you talk about Giolito, who made the first first All-Star game last year. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, Ronaldo Lopez, who's going to have a bounce back here. That's a fun team, and the Central is not a hard division. I mean, you got Twins, who are probably your favorite this year, and the Indians, who who had most home runs of baseball last year, and then they added a guy who hit thirty to forty home runs this past year. Yes, and uh, Josh Thompson. And then uh, you see the Indians not have Kluber this year, mm-hmm. so you're going to see a different Indians team that may not be as good. Mm-hmm. But the, on the pitching wise, the pitching wise, now they're still good on the field. Now, but they're you know you'll see a great. Great White Sox team this year. I, I, they're sleeping for me. Yeah, I think they can win anywhere between eighty to eighty-five games. Get that wild card and getting a wild card game. And listen, thinking, who knows? Eighty-five games might win wins might be enough to win the AL Central. Look, we, we watched last year a wild card team sleep right through the season. Sub between Braves, the Phillies, and they see the Nationals pull up and win the wild card game. You go on and win the World Series. You never know what's going to happen. The Nationals hit their hot streak three days before the season started. Yeah, or, I'm sorry, three days before the season ended. Yeah. And were the hottest team in baseball from then on. I lost, I think, three or two playoff games until they got to the World Series. Yeah, must be, must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> must be nice. This has been nice. Then I'm Bryce Coon, Ralph, Larry. Ralph, appreciate you joining. You're going to be on once again. Ralph did a great job. Let him know in the comments how he did. Uh, he did a really good job. We appreciate you watching, watching not watching, nice. Washington Nationals. We appreciate you watching, though. Uh, this is the Crowded Booth live on Facebook. We appreciate you uh, listening. If you're on iTunes and SoundCloud, go ahead and hit us with a like, subscribe. We're going to have some contests coming up soon, man, and baseball season is just around the corner. Can't Ralph, wait. any final words for the Crowded Booth audience? Be ready for a great Braves baseball season. Ready for a great Braves baseball season. Thank you once again. Thank you to Cook's Place. We're going to grab some food real Uh-oh. quick. We're going to grab some food real quick. If you're in Columbus, you got to stop by, hands down. Best hot dogs in Columbus. Best hot dogs in Columbus. We're not going to name any other places. Nope, not really. But this is the best <laughs> hot dog place in Columbus. Roy Cook, Sunshine, they call them here in Columbus. Great place. We want to thank you for watching once again. And uh, y'all have a great weekend. And we'll be back. XFL football this weekend. Enjoy oh, yeah. it. Enjoy it.